Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP Practitioner Course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, for nearly 15 years. It is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. For a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free. NLPwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends. Welcome back to the Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. It's Matt Browning. I am so stoked, so excited to be with you. Man, it's been one heck of a year. Has it not? It has. And one thing that I know is this entrepreneurship and the dream, not just the American dream, but the world dream is still running rampant. And it's where we're going to get out from under everything. It's how we're going to move forward. It is how you are going to get more of what you want and the people around you want. And you probably have as an entrepreneur, a lot to offer, a lot to talk about. And because you have so much to share, you have a message to give. That's the big part about being an entrepreneur. You might be doing that in a book, you might be doing that online. You might be doing that in your social platforms, but you need to get that message out. My guest this week is going to, we're talking about how to do that in a bigger way. And I love her message. It's really all about overcoming mediocrity, how to go from good to great and have the life you want, the business you want. And I just get so pumped up and fired up talking with her. She's become a good friend over this last little while here. Um, She's been a, uh, a client. I looks like I'm becoming a client of hers. We are working together and doing a lot of things. My guest is Christy Rafino, a serial entrepreneur and best-selling author with, get this, 13 books. She has over three decades of experience building three different six-figure businesses plus, and she's worked with over 3,000 women in her coaching practice and in her um, membership uh, businesses. She's been featured in Inc.com, WGN Radio, The Morning Blend on NBC, and she's probably best known for creating her Overcoming Mediocrity book series, and super excited, now just launched the brand new Overcoming Mediocrity podcast that you can get everywhere where podcasts are found, like uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Christy, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh my gosh, Matt. I am doing so wonderful, and that sounds great. I hope I can live up to that bio because like, <laughs> like, so somebody reads my bio or your bio and you're like man I want to meet that person right <laughs> yes yes I am happy to be here with you and it's actually been a pleasure working with you I've learned so much even today we kind of went over a quick little audio lesson hey. and it's just you're a never-ending fountain of information it's just been great well you are a pleasure to uh, work with in every capacity but Christy um, one of the things that I really love about you and your your take um, I've written two books in my life and I read in your bio, you've done 13 books and you have a different perspective of how to do that. Um, my first question is books, like why books in the first place as a medium for your message? 
were you always kind of a, like a book nerd as a kid? Did you always love reading and writing? Or is this something that you were like, you saw the power of the tool later in your business? Tell me a little bit about the genesis of authoring for you. Cause that's a lot of books. Yeah. Well, I, heck when I, uh, I, my whole life, I have been a reader. I have just from, I have a journal of, I keep track of every book I read because I want to be able to remember and not read it again. So I've always loved reading, but I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would become an author myself and actually have a book in my hands that I wrote. And my first book was a journey. It was, well, I shouldn't say that. My first book was a chapter in a book. And that's what really opened my eyes to the possibilities. Um, I went on to do a couple of my own books, but the the co-authored was the co-authored project was like my first step. It was really something that allowed me to expand my belief system and um, build my writing muscle. And are you glad you started with that chapter book initially? Oh my gosh, yes. It was it created not only the opportunity for me to become an author, but then it opened up the world for me to help other people do the same thing. And since then, um, yeah, we've, we're on our 10th, for me personally, our 10th co-authored book for my client base. Plus we've helped, we've helped other people do the same thing for their clients. And it's really a great way for um, a lot of businesses to be able to collaborate and become authors together for either their community, their mastermind groups, or their clients. I love that. So when you're doing, you're obviously doing, you're doing chapter books, you're doing a, a books on your own, but as long as you're getting the message out there, that's the important thing. Yes. Um, your major overarching message, at least it has been for the last several years, is overcoming mediocrity. Can you define for me, like, how do you define mediocrity? Um, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is it something that people like strive for more and settle for what's less? Like, how does this come into life and how do you define it? Well, I really love when you said good to great because that kind of encapsulates it all. But I think as kids, we tend to be more dreamers and we tend to think bigger, but then life happens and you know experiences kind of, I don't want to say force us, but we tend to like kind of push our dreams aside for whatever reason. Either we're focused on helping other people with their dreams, or we just are afraid to pursue our dreams in fear of failure. But whatever that is, we tend to settle into a kind of complacency zone um, in life and in business. And we quit taking those risks. And it's in those risks where we grow. It's in our risks, those risks, risks, where we can actually help others because now we're doing something a little different that not only will expand our world, but it will inspire other people to do the same. You said taking risks. Risks. Um, How important is it to include that, I guess that that language too of risk? And how do you see risk? Is this something that is, is it calculated risk? Is it stepping out of the gray zone or the comfort zone? Or is this like, hey, you know what? If you never take a risk, you're never going to know. So just jump in and see what happens. Can you tell me a little bit about your personality? And um, have you always been a risk taker? Well, I think, <laughs> I think risk is um, has a different definition for different people. And for me, because uh, my journey has kind of forced me to get out of my comfort zone and uh, do things that I would never have done on my own, it's giving me a different gauge on that risk level. And so things that I think are no big deal, people will look at me and say, oh my gosh, how could you do that? Because I don't see things as risky 
anymore, especially as an entrepreneur. I think as entrepreneurs, we just kind of have to get out of our way and do things a little different. And we have to pivot and maybe do things that we wouldn't have done before. But I know I have friends that are, um, they have, you know, nine to five jobs and they look at what I do and they think that it's like crazy. But I look at what I do and think it's like no big deal because my risk level has kind of got up a little bit on the gauge uh, as far as what I feel is risky or not. So, so with that said, have you always been that at least this level of risk or can you point to a point in your life when you were like, man, I played it safe. And then one day things changed. Or have you always been that kid kind of jumping off the roof to the pool, you know, (laughs) metaphorically? I was the safe girl. I was an introvert. I like to be the wallflower, you know, be behind the scenes, not get a lot of attention and just kind of just blend in. I, I was all about blending in. But as an entrepreneur, you can't blend in. So you have to, I, I kind of, like again, was forced to get out and do things I would never have done. And I've learned to do things um, that are outside of my introverted tendency. I still need to go and recharge my battery when I'm doing those things, you know, after those things, but I definitely have to, I've learned how to push myself. So you learned how to push yourself. I like that you said introverted tendency. tendency. Um, do you see an introverted tendency as a good thing, a bad thing, or just a thing? Can you talk a little bit about your, your experience with that? Because I, I feel like there's a lot of people that find themselves as a quote unquote introvert or quote unquote extrovert or you're an introvert living in an extrovert's world and you feel like, well, I want to be home or I'm not a go-getter or I'm not quote out there. I'm, I don't feel bold. All those kinds of things that kind of feel judgmental, right? Where it's basically like, I'm not good enough. And if I'm going to make it, I need to go be out there. I need to be an extrovert. Could you speak to, I guess, that story um, and what it means to you and any commentary you want on that? Because I think that's a big thing of people feeling like how I'm built isn't the right way. And you strike me as this person who's like, I know how I'm built and I know what my strengths are. um, And you've, you have a acceptance level of yourself. Anything that all comes to mind about that? I'd love to hear. Totally. I can, we can go on for the next, you know, 20 minutes on this. Because some people think that being shy and being an introvert are the same thing and they're completely different. Okay. And I always felt less than, and I've all, I always as a teen and probably in my youth um, felt that I was odd because I didn't want to be with the groups. I kind of wanted to have my friend and I just kind of felt like I didn't fit in. And then eventually, and then in my, you know, adult life and I ended up by being with somebody that was an extreme, extreme extrovert. And that made me even feel more less than, but I got this amazing book. It's called, um, uh, introvert advantage. And oh, I, read that and I think I we have learned, that in our house. I, I have totally, not read it. I learned yeah. it's, it's basically about wiring. It's how yeah. I'm create, I was created. And because of those things that make me an introvert, I always looked at them bad, but those tendencies or the, the other pieces of being an introvert gave me so many other qualities that I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize you know, how I was able to focus on things for a long period of time and be by myself and really get a lot done. I mean, those are things that I'd never realized were part of being an introvert that were huge benefits to me. So as soon as I learned the more of the, the um, how, you know, the wiring of my body and how I was created, I accepted it. And now I just know if I, you know, I've had, you know, all day events where I was on stage 
or had a bunch of people on stage, but I was the host and I knew that I could do it. But at the end of the day, I had to go find my, you know, couch and my glass of wine and, you know, sit and watch TV all by myself so I could recharge and then be ready for the day, the day to come. Yeah. So really understanding like your battery level almost, right? Where it's it like, is. you can do that, but at the end of that versus someone who's highly extroverted, your battery is going to be on low and you just need to take the time to recharge it. Yeah. Was, did you ever have like, I don't know, guilt or shame or kind of self-judgment around that before you understood it? You know, like, oh, oh I, yeah. like, I'm weaker than someone else or oh, I'm totally. whatever you would say. Like, can you speak to that experience a little bit? And what would you tell someone who is, I don't know, feeling that right now, feeling like maybe I'm not good enough compared to someone else or I'm not strong enough because someone else can, can go longer or do more and I don't have the same capacity. What would you say to maybe your younger self or someone listening right now? Well, I've actually shared that book. It's a favorite on my phone. I've shared that book with probably, you know, 60 people over the years, either for themselves or a family member, because I constantly put myself down. I constantly felt inferior because of that. And I learned more about it and I became empowered and it allowed me to, gosh, just stand in who I was. And then more importantly, explore more of that because Come I didn't I never able was never able to like even get past all of my problems to see and recognize the good parts. Wow. Hard, I, I want to say that again. It was hard to sometimes get past what I saw as my problems to recognize the good parts. And yeah. isn't it funny that like what you think is your problem, it sounds like at some point you go, wait a minute, like you said, it's not my problem. It's just my wiring. Yep. And there's superpowers in there. That's awesome. So I don't want to take much more time on that, but I just wanted to honor that. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and he, you oh. know, what's funny. I'll speak on the other side of it real quick is, so I think I'm primarily wired as an extrovert, mm -hmm. but I'm like, sometimes if it's my party, I can be the life of the party, you know, and I'm putting on my own events like you and everything. But then other times I'm like, I'm not necessarily this big outgoing social person. I show up to church or I show up to a big party mm -hmm. and I want to find my click of one or two or three people to talk to. I'm not like, you know, lampshade on the head, dancing on the table just because I'm an extrovert. But I do know that at the end of a long workshop, what I want to do is the last thing I want to do to, to recharge my energy is to go home and be alone. It's like the biggest oh. downer for me. Yeah. So ask anyone who's ever volunteered or staff for years. We always, we started making crew celebration dinners. So we would go out a five day, three day seminar finishes. And then it's like, all right, we're all packed up. Awesome. Let's go out to a brewery or BJ's or some restaurant somewhere and eat, have a drink and just hang out for a couple hours and celebrate and share stories. And that like two, three hour experience would give me the energy back that I gave during the event. Yep. And then I can go home and crash, but I've tried going home first and oh my gosh, like I get depressed. I'm sitting there with my glass of wine or whatever, right? On the couch with Netflix going, oh my gosh, I hate my life, but I just need a couple of hours of recharge time and it's got to be around people. My wife during this whole 2020 has been trying to kick me out of the house because when I'm in the house too much, I get grumpy. I'm like, I need to be yeah. out. <laughs> well, it is really all about where you get your energy. Yeah. And if you, I, I charge my battery by myself and you definitely need people to charge your battery. Yeah. And, and I actually started a networking organization 16 years ago because as an introvert, going to networking events were so scary. Yeah. But then as a host of an event, I was basically in a more comfortable position because I felt like it was my job to manage the situation instead of going out and 
you know, mingle and have people, you know, turn me down or, you know, it's like right. a, just a totally different experience. Well, it's your party, isn't it? Yeah. Like people get right. to come, they're coming to be around that. So obviously you can talk to anyone. Yeah. Makes well, life easier. When I've done research, there's a lot of big personalities are introverts and they get on stage or they get on the screen and they do their thing. But then afterwards, they don't want to be around a bunch of people because that's not where they get their, where they get amped up. It's so, I, I just, I, I love that conversation of really what this is about is understanding a bit more of who you are, how you're wired, and then leaning into that. Yes. So when we first started this, Christy, you were talking about obviously your entire principle is overcoming mediocrity. So number one, I, I hear from you that it's important to understand what mediocrity isn't. Could you speak to what it is? Like, I know it's mediocrity is not being an introvert and not going out enough or that kind of a thing. What isn't mediocrity? Well, I think if we can allow ourselves to dream again mm. and think about what we really want in life and what were we created for, like, what is our purpose? And if we feel like we're living into that, then it's okay. But if you feel like there's something missing and that there should be more that you could be doing to live into your potential, then if you don't do that, then I think you're doing yourself an injustice because you're not able to really make a big impact and, and really shine. And we all, I believe we're given gifts and our story, our stories that we've lived through are really, I believe what, in my opinion, what God kind of gave us to set us up to be better and to, to live into who we're supposed to be. And if we don't step into that, then we're going to remain just kind of stale and stagnant and then we'll have regret. So there's a feeling a though place. of like, there's a stale, stagnant feeling of, Hey, I know. And, th and this is, a, again, I think an important thing, not comparing yourself to someone else's no. uh, mediocrity or success. Like, you know, I, it's easy. I'm like, man, I only have two books. Christy's done 13. I need to get moving, you know, like I'm not good enough. What am I? I'm being mediocre. But what would you say to a person like me then? I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more because I see you doing more. But it's not comparing ourselves to others. It's comparing ourselves to who we should be and what we should be doing. Because I could say the same thing about you. I mean, look at how many podcast episodes you've recorded and you know, yeah. all the things that you yeah. do. So <laughs> when we start comparing ourselves to others is when we set ourselves up for a failure, really, because we're not supposed to be other people and we're not supposed to gauge our success by the successes or failures of others. It's really good. What's your, I don't know if you have a method for this or just a philosophy, but then what's your take on how do you compare you to you? I think what you just said in the conversation we're having about not comparing to others is, is not unique, right? Like people, we talk about that stuff. We, I, somewhere inside, I know I shouldn't compare myself to others, but I, I, it makes me wonder, I was thinking, as you said that, if I'm not on Instagram comparing myself to your fake Insta life, what am I comparing myself to? Like, if I took that all the way, how do I look at myself and how do I say, okay, am I where I want to be? What should I be comparing today to? What's your, your, your philosophy on how do you gauge where you are? Well, for me, um, and a lot of the clients I work with um, are more on the, for me, it's spiritual. Like, where does God want me to be? What is God? Like, I just, I'm, I go into prayer and I really um, 
more than prayer is listen and be open to uh, just God's hand in what he wants for me. And it's funny because at times when I feel stuck or when at times when I feel unsure, there's always a sign that will uh, kind of point me in the right direction. And it may not be the sign I want, and it may not be on the timing that I want, but if I can be still long enough and be open to uh, receiving and not always thinking that I have the answers, because that's got me into so many um, problems is I, I've got to figure it out. I've got to figure it out. And I've just learned more in the last few years to quit trying to figure it out and to let that answer come to me. And it, for me, it works. Such a, Hey, that's a phenomenal answer. Um, so you're seeking wisdom from outside you. You're asking God, what do you have for me? What do you want? What's your story? What's your victory? What are you know, if there's goals to be having, what, what goals do you want me to have? And I love that. Like I hear so many times someone will say something like, you know, I'm, Hey, I'm just praying that I get this job. And I'm like, man, it'd be so much more powerful to be like, Hey, I'm praying that, that the door opens up for the right job to have. Because mm-hmm. if I pray hard for this job and I get it, it could be a disaster just because I want it doesn't mean it's the right place to go. Uh, so, yeah. so that's how you gauge if you're, and I love that because someone else could look in and go, oh, that feels mediocre to them because you're not reaching for the stars in a particular area, but you have a clear vision that this is a place where you need to have peace and you need to relax and, and you know, you're, you're happy and content where you are. And then flip the role or somewhere else where someone else is peaceful. And, but for you, you're like, no, that to me, this is mediocre. I need to strive beyond. So it's really this personal journey what were you, just backtrack for a minute here. Uh, what was family life growing up as far as mediocre slash striving for success? Did you have mom and dad saying you got to get into Harvard and go, go, go? Or was it whatever you want, honey? Or was it I, when I turn 18, I'm out of this hellhole? <laughs> I know that's a, 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 a bunch of different options. But what was life growing up as far as mediocrity versus reaching for success? In your family. Yeah. Well, so uh, my parents um, actually divorced when I was very young and my dad was always in my life um, in some way, but my mom as a single parent always struggled. And I actually had a very close friend, my, my, my best friend, right? Cause I didn't have a ton of friends. I had my best friend, um, but I would always spend a lot of time with her and her family, you know, they had things. And I even remember her mom, when she took the, just the three daughters shopping, she'd always buy me something because she felt bad because I didn't have it. And so at the time, I didn't know any different. And even when I got older, I didn't necessarily think it was wrong, but I never had that drive. Um, I don't even know how I became an entrepreneur, honestly. Um, but I knew as a kid, I always, I mean, I remember at my grandma's house, you know, she would pay us to pick up sticks and I was out there taking the sticks and breaking them into three pieces. So instead of getting a penny for one stick, I'd get, you know, three pennies because I'd break them up <laughs> and then I'd buy candy at Seven Eleven, and then I'd sell the candy to my friends. And I probably awesome. didn't like make any money off the whole deal, but I was able to do what I needed to do. So I don't know. I mean, me- mediocrity, I don't know how my childhood brought in, brought into that because my mom was very happy and there was a lot of my, my life was great, but it just didn't ever give me that drive. So I don't, Do you, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Thank you for your honesty. Do you think that when you said like, you know, not having a lot and your friend's parents would say, want to get you something, 
and it might not be that simple, right? But do you feel like not having a lot growing up as you got older, you're like, hey, because I didn't have a lot growing up. And I had hand-me-down jeans with, you know, patches on them for my cousins and then my brother and everything. But we, at the same time, I had toys on Christmas morning. So we didn't go without, but it was definitely a tighter budget. We didn't have a ton. Um, I feel like as I got a little older and I got a taste of success and financial success working in the mortgage business at 18, I was like, ooh, as soon as I was like, oh, I'm getting paychecks. Oh, I can, I can make my own future. I instantly felt internal motivation to like, well, let me go make more of this. Let me go create more success because I can now get the things I want. Did you kind of have a moment of, of like hitting that kind of thing? Or were you always a pretty content girl turned into a pretty content woman? Yeah, you know what? I didn't honestly put a lot of value in money at all. And then when I was married, I got married fairly young, 21. And then we had everything, you know, we built a business together, but it, money wasn't my job. I mean, I did the logistics of things, but it wasn't about money to me. I think it was, um, and then of course, getting divorced, I was always behind the eight ball, you know, that immediately now I've got no job and I've got all this debt and I've got this house to pay for. So I was always behind trying to catch up and playing that catch up game was very tiring. And I think for me is my motivation was, what kind of legacy am I going to leave for my kids, my family, my grandkids? And do I want to continue on this journey of always struggling and living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck or really being uncomfortable and doing something in a bigger way that we can, I, for me, helping more people and my family is going to be one of those. I'm hoping yeah. we'll kind of create really that good. shift. Well, and we're talking about your story here and overcoming mediocrity and finding success and finding a, the true nature of who you are. And I know that one of the things you do, in addition to helping people publish books, taking experts and, you know, influencers, entrepreneurs, coaches, whatever you want to call it, people like me and, and helping to write uh, books with a lot of their clients and tribe in it. One of the things you do is you also talk a lot about, and you teach about stories and having signature stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you have a gift for everyone too, as we're kind of rounding the bend here of our time, it goes so fast. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how story intersects overcoming mediocrity. And then I know you have a gift about uh, signature stories. I do. So I believe that our signature story or our story is our signature story and our signature message to the world. And we go on a journey to experience something, but we also go on a journey to learn something. And if we can get to a point, now, of course, this is not always the right fit for everybody, but a lot of the clients I work with, if we can get to a point where we bring those two things together and we can create a business around that, and then we can use that story and share that wisdom on different platforms, whether it's in a book or speaking on stages or, you know, putting a course together or doing your coaching program and kind of create that methodology around the system that you create, that, that you learned over that experience that allows us to make bigger impact, increase our income, and also get more influence. And the gift I have is a signature stories that convert. Um, it's a great book that will really help you learn how to take your story and transform it in a way that's going to help other people as well as help yourself. Because the more money we make, the more people we can continue to help. And of course, it's a book. I love that. And you can... <laughs> I'm looking at the cover here. It's Signature Stories That Convert, Seven Steps to Ensure Your Story Will Attract and Convert a Steady Stream of Clients. How epic is that? You guys, you can get that at overcomingmediocrity.org forward slash freebie. 
forward slash freebie. It's overcomingmediocrity.org forward slash freebie. Very kind of you, Christy. That's awesome. So you get her, Christy's whole book on how to build your signature story that converts people to clients because they heard your story. And of course, a big part of your story, Christy, is literally overcoming mediocrity, creating success. Um, that is awesome. Congratulations on the new podcast, by the way. I know it just launched yeah. on iTunes and wherever you get podcasts right now. Um, can you tell us a bit about why did you do the Overcoming Mediocrity podcast? And and because uh, I, I I'm already in love with it. I think it's awesome. I was just looking here. You know, I love you had um, Michelle Prince. You were talking about one of your recent episodes on the power of author itty authority, but it's author itty. And you shared there was a little story about how Michelle was actually inspirational for you to start early in your authoring career. Yeah, she actually is the first person that started this whole thing because she asked me to share my story. Mm. I won't even go into the journey about that, but it was transformational for me and it opened up my eyes to see how the power of story can really help um, not only ourselves, our business, but it can leave a legacy. And I do remember the first time somebody reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing your story, Christy. It was just it meant the world to me and it really helped me when I was going through something really difficult. And, you know, that made it all worth it. It made the vulnerability because, you know, when we share our stories, it's kind of scary. Like, what are people going to think? But when um, you have somebody that acknowledges you for that, that sharing that truth, it's, it's really kind of neat. Very good. And then uh, what are we getting from the podcast? I mean, this is about success driven women. I'm sure anyone of guys, you can't, you don't have to not listen to it. You can totally check it out. Um, but you're, I mean, you're what about, about designing uh, your dream businesses, building beautiful lives. I love your, I'm reading the description aligned with their destinies. Um, epic. Real quick. Why did you decide to create the Overcoming Mediocrity podcast of all the things? Why is it time to do that? Because that is, it's an exciting time and your podcast is phenomenal. Like these episodes are very, very good. It's just launched, but why did you, what's the story behind, why did you pick it now? Well, we're actually um, putting together our 10th book in the series, and I wanted to be able to provide our clients an additional platform to have people in the world hear their voice. And it's not only sharing their stories, because we want to do more than inspire people, we want to also equip them. So in addition to their stories, the first half, half of the segment is about their story, and the second half is really about what wisdom are they sharing? What lessons do they learn? How can we equip the audience to be um, more um, uh, informed so then they can get through their journey uh, a little bit better and faster? And we actually have some amazing guests. Our, we're doing like a 12-day rapid fire or a launch with men. We have got men on there. Don't worry. You've it's got men on there. And yeah, our first, our first episode was with um, a friend of mine, Bob Berg, and he shares, uh, you know, his go-giver philosophies. Um, but it is really about how we can help entrepreneurs on their journey um, just to be able to learn and be inspired and more importantly, equipped by our, our guests. That's awesome. So, hey, check out the Overcoming Mediocrity podcast. Go subscribe right now. Download a couple episodes. If you love Christy's philosophy and her take on it, um, I know you'll enjoy this. I'm enjoying it. You can find it at overcomingmediocrity.org forward slash iTunes. It'll take you right to Apple Podcasts or just search Overcoming Mediocrity anywhere where you get podcasts. Christy Rafino, plug away. How do we find you? How do we find more about you? And any last thoughts, feelings, experiences you want to share? 
Oh, I just want to thank you for inviting me to be on your show and um, love to be able to help anybody that wants to really explore how their story can make a bigger impact in their business. I do have a couple of websites out there, but if you go to the overcomingmediocrity.org and go to the footer, you'll be able to get a link directly to my Christy Rufino site and you can, um, and all those things. How I can support, support them. Awesome. And you can follow, uh, yeah, follow on Facebook, Overcoming Mediocrity. We'll have some links in the show notes. So if you're listening to this live, of course, in your car, make sure you head over to on-demand platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotter, Spotter, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Google Play, wherever you get it. This radio show is also on demand. You can subscribe, not miss an episode. There's no paywall. It's always free with amazing guests, just like Christy Rufino and so many more. Christy, thank you for coming on the show. You were phenomenal. I have one last question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thanks, Matt, for inviting me on the show. All right. Last question. If you could change anything on your entrepreneurial journey or your whole life, what would you change? Or would you leave it all the same? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say I would leave it all the same because I think everything that I went on is what set me up to be where I'm at now. And I don't think I would change any of that because then one little change, maybe I wouldn't have my grandkids or my kids, you know, I just wouldn't want to give any of it up. All right. She goes with the butterfly effect answer. Great answer, Christy. Thanks for being on. Great. Thanks, Matt. All right, guys, that's the show this week. Remember, subscribe on on demand platforms, like I said, so you don't miss an episode. You can always tune in at any station we're on right now and jump in and enjoy driven entrepreneur success stories, the backstory, and life and business lessons along the way. Follow Christy Rufino on Facebook at Create Success with Christy and on Facebook at Overcoming Mediocrity. Make sure you check out the Overcoming Mediocrity podcast and grab Christy's freebie she's given you at overcomingmediocrity.org forward slash freebie. We'll put all of that in the show notes on the on-demand platforms. Follow me at Matt Browning on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll get great photos and videos of me teaching, uh, trying to fish and not catching them, hanging out with my family. And you might see the Christmas tree that we have this year. Go check it out. Um, And I will see you next week with another driven entrepreneur. I got to find a better ending, but for now, uh, stay driven. All right. Bye-bye.